Hello! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 218. Still not canceled due to coronavirus, but who knows at this point? Well, we do it in our homes. We do it miles away from each other. So we're not contaminating anybody. There's yes, no way. That's true. And I wash my hands nonstop, mostly because I have a kid now, but also because there's, do, you know, Resident Evil happening. Do your hands crack from washing them so much? Uh, not really. My knuckles do get dry sometimes, but that happens regardless. I had so. to start putting aquifer on my hands because yeah. I was washing them so much. They yeah. started to like dry out. Anyway, hope you're all well. Hope you're not coroned. Yeah. Uh, Can we start saying that again on YouTube? What? Because I know there were like the monetizing videos. No, that it. we can't. Uh, I just watched Philip DeFranco. He got effed. Yeah. Uh, so no. oopsies. Uh, well, way to go. Well, you started it. You started at the oh, very beginning of the episode. I think I just so. crapped out. <laughs> you crapped out? Hold oh, on. I'm not recording this episode. There we go. I'm recording now. <laughs> <laughs> Might not get the intro. Might have to splice the intro in there. Uh, anyway, hello, everybody. Hello, Sheethan. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Uptown's Vids. Hello, Audrey McDowell. Hello, Super I Like Potatoes. Hello, everybody. But a special hello to Milos Love Justice, Dante Mira, Sage Phoenix DM, Oliver Young, Aiden Collin, Adine Collin, uh, Eric Henley, Matt Preston, Dark Type, Trip Gould, The Geek Chick, Sergio Ariolo with $2 says, kind of looks like Sony is scared. I don't know why you would think that. Um, remember, Sony did not back out of E3 due to coronavirus. They backed out because they've been backing out. That's yeah. been their MO for a while. Well, Sony backed out of PAX because of coronavirus. Right. But they did, they did not back out of E3. because They backed out of E3 because they just don't care about E3. Exactly. Um, Dark type with $2. Wolf Den is not dead. No, we're not. Nope. Not yet. Can't kill us. Got plenty of time. Uh, Sergio Ariolo with another $5. Will Reggie save GameStop? Find out in the next episode of DBZ. You mean Wolf Den Live. You, you said it wrong. It's uh, find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. And then the heavy metal right. riff comes in. Right. Someone put that on Weeb Den or I will cancel that Twitter account. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you heard me before, but I started recording like a few seconds into it. So, oh, well. I, I did not catch that because I accidentally hit um, my HDMI cable and it screwed me up royally. Of course. <laughs> so I had to like fix that. What are you drinking, Bob? I'm drinking a nice cold brew. I didn't have enough time to make an actual coffee. So I'm, I had a cold brew. It's something I got off of Amazon Fresh. I don't remember. It's, it started with an S. Anyway, E3's dead. E3's dead forever. It's gone. It's done. Never happening again. E3 has been canceled this year due to the <laughs> ongoing threat of Corona. Uh, according uh, to... It couldn't have come at a worse time for the, the event. Why? Because of all the other problems they've been having. Uh, I think it couldn't have come at a better time because it needed to be canceled. It needed a reason, and this is the reason. And I'm happy. It, I'm happy that it happened. Okay. I'm happy it's done. It's over. Goodbye. Um Holly Wolf was in the was was commented before. Uh, uh she said something like she's upset because uh oh, don't look at that screen. 
<laughs> she said she was upset because um, there's no, she's not going to be able to see the Nintendo booth. And like, yeah, okay, Nintendo booth is the best part of E3 because it's always yeah. something crazy going on. It's always nice looking. Uh, but we saw it at PAX. It was awesome. Uh, the the Animal Crossing stuff. Yeah, that was great. I don't need I don't need it at E3. I don't need to be at E3 to see whatever the hell they're doing at E3. I'm cool. Yeah, because they they usually always do a direct anyway, and then yeah. uh, their booth at E3 is literally just you know whatever they just announced. So so anyway, according to Kotaku, Jason Schreier says the biggest trade show in video games is skipping a year. E3 2020, which is was planned to take place at Los Angeles Convention Center this June, is canceled as a result of COVID-19 coronavirus. I think you can say COVID. <laughs> COVID virus. Co- coronavirus. Co- COVID-19 coronavirus that is virus. spreading across the globe, according to organizers of the conference. Yeah. Okay, after a, a quote from, from the ESA, after careful consideration with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners. Wow, they actually care about us, Will. <laughs> uh, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020 scheduled for June, 9, June 9th to 11th in Los Angeles, uh, they said. Uh, the ESA added that it will be looking to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in January in June 2020. Uh, interesting, because uh, Jeff Keeley backed out. Yes. So he's well, not, he's not hosting that. Just because he's not hosting it doesn't mean that they weren't going to do something. True. You know, they probably would have gotten. I don't know who, who who's like a uh, Jeff Keeley light. Greg Miller. He wasn't going regardless, I don't think. I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, traditionally, E3 has two parts. During the first few days of the show, from Saturday through Monday, uh, major video game publishers like Microsoft and Ubisoft hold press conferences to showcase trailers announced uh, their latest games. While from Tuesday to Thursday, the show floor opens for for business deals and video game demos. The first part will be far easier to repl- to replicate than the second. Microsoft has already announced an Xbox digital event for this year, as has Ubisoft. And then here's a tweet from Phil Spencer, who says, E3 has uh, always been an important moment for Team Xbox. Given the decision this year, we'll celebrate the next generation of gaming with the Xbox community and all who love to play via an Xbox digital event. Details on timing and more in the coming weeks. So that's not hard for them to set up because they already do that anyway. Well, they do like a regular, you know, traditional big press conference at E3. Yeah, but you know, with but, a full with a full arena full of people. It, this you year, basically they'll probably just save as and just make it one big long video. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'd have to do it from like they'll probably do it from the Microsoft office in uh, Washington. Yeah, but it, it's mostly trailers anyway. So really, all you're right. filling in is the guys talking, right? And uh, that's that's not hard to do. We do that every week. Will <laughs> yep, every Wednesday night at eight p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Um, uh, I thought I had, because I, I put it in the keep, uh, Microsoft, Ubisoft going to do digital presentations, and I thought it had Ubisoft's tweet about it, but apparently it doesn't. Yeah, that, that, that I was going to ask you to grab that. 
Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking for it. Where'd you uh, put it? Oh, you didn't put it in there. I thought I thought the article I put in had it, but apparently not. Where's the article you put it in? It's right below Nintendo's reaction. Oh. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have Ubisoft's tweet. That's dumb. Does it have uh, a quote? All right, well, anyway, Ubisoft... let's, let's listen yeah, to... Yeah, keep going. Let's listen to what Nintendo has to say. Because mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of publishers now are saying... Uh, or, or big companies, they're saying their plans now. Um, yeah. But again, all, most of them do digital presentations anyway, or it would be super easy for them to do digital presentations, so this isn't, like, the end of the world. Um. Also, I should add, the press conferences that all these people do, I don't think that's like an E3 thing. I think it just so happens to be around E3. Well, I think it is. I think they work in conjunction with the ESA to get these press conferences like off the ground and even it's like to broadcast them to the various websites and journalists. Um, they broadcast it on their own. Like Xbox broadcasts it on its own. Yeah, Xbox. They used Game Slice. Was Game Slice in? Yeah, I guess they were. Well, Game like, Slice was Jeff Keighley's thing. Yeah, and they, I guess, were part of the ESA. Well, yeah, like all of, all the video game publishers who go to E3 are part of the ESA, mm-hmm. so they all work together to broadcast this stuff to everybody. Like, yeah, you can go to Microsoft's website to watch the press conference, but you can also watch it on Gamespot or IGN or Polygon or Kotaku and websites like that. But you still can though, like like that's what I'm like. You don't need E3 to be like, okay, Kotaku, no. you can stream the press conference. No, and I'm sure that they'll, you know, still work together to schedule, you know, who goes when and whatnot. Right. Yeah. yeah. They'll they'll probably talk yeah. to each other. I, I mean, have. They'll, they'll probably just do the same schedule they did last year. Yeah. I have Ubisoft's uh, update. Uh, the, health, the health and well-being of our teams, players, and partners is our top priority. So while we're disappointed, we fully support the ESA's decision to cancel E3 2020. E3 is and will continue to be a moment where we can, we come together as a community and share our love of games. We're exploring other options for a digital experience that will allow us to share all the exciting news we have planned. Stay tuned for more. Okay, so they're also doing another digital thing yeah um yeah fred with two dollars says c-o-v-i-d-19 can can be sung like come on eileen fyi covid 19 yes. oh i swear <laughs> i mean um thanks for getting us demonetized uh, yeah fred nintendo also has a reaction Mm-hmm. They said Nintendo supports the ESA's decision to cancel this year's E3 to help protect the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners. We would like to express our concern and support for all those affected by COVID-19 outbreak during this cancellation, this challenging time. Uh, we'll continue to be flexible and redirect our efforts to other ways of keeping our fans up to date about our activities and products because of COVID-19 outbreak, large industry events may be unattainable for the foreseeable future, but we are considering various ways to engage with our fans and we'll have more to share as the year continues. Again, they don't need the convention. There's just no reason for it. They, they, they do, especially Nintendo, they do it right. digitally. Well, 
I think the thing is, because like E3 was more than just announcing what the games were. There were also a place where journalists can go and actually play the games and get a hands-on with them and experience them for themselves. But that said, nowadays, they don't really need that. You could send demo discs or demo files uh, to the publishers and stuff. You can release the demos online for the people to play in their homes. Well, they don't Uh, want to do that because then people will break it. People don't do that enough, though. Like, I feel like it would, you know, be beneficial. Yeah, it'd be that'd be yeah. super helpful if we could just get a demo instead of having to go somewhere. But yeah, they know that we will take the demo and rip it into a million pieces. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll really um, get in get into that demo. Yeah, um, or send over a representative. You know? Yeah. Um. Well, the the what they usually do. Like a week or so before E3, they have what's called Judges Week, mm-hmm. where the uh, what should I call it? Where the journalists will go and play all the games before the convention, so that they can have detailed write-ups ready and ready to go before you know before the show starts. Is that what? Is that a thing that yeah. they still do? Yeah. How come I've never experienced that? <laughs> you're not. A, you're not a uh, judge. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell, man? Uh, yeah, right. no, it's um, yeah, they do that so that you know, as soon as uh, Microsoft announces Halo Infinite, and then immediately they have um, an article about it on their website, you know, it's not a surprise to them, right? Uh, also, Kotaku notes that this year was the first year that Warner Brothers Games was going to have a press conference. Yes, and uh, that's that probably a Batman thing because yeah, they would have announced Batman. Uh, I think a Harry Potter game, uh, what Rocksteady was working on, which isn't connected to Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's probably Ninja Turtles. Probably. Oh my God. I wish it was Ninja Turtles. I also want to point to a tweet that Jason Schreier, the writer of that Kotaku article, said. He said, most people only think of E3 as press conferences, but those will be easily replicated. The repercussions will come from the deals that don't happen, the indie pitches and biz lunches and chance meetings that can save companies. E3's cancellation could really hurt some people. That's Now, that is true. Because we always think of E3 as like a traditional convention, like your PAXs or your Comic-Cons and whatnot. But it's not. It's a, it's an industry event for like, you know, people to show off their product to other industry insiders, to retailers, to journalists. And also, too, it's a place where uh, indie developers can show off and possibly pitch their games to bigger publishers. Right. So there's, there's this whole fan aspect of it and this whole like traditional comic-con aspect to it that really shouldn't be there um right that everyone it really shouldn't of, that everybody you know always thinks of when they think of e3 when it, it really shouldn't be that uh greg miller added to that and said i'd like to go a step further e3's cancellation will really hurt people publishers devs marketers game sites hosts freelance writers convention center staff janitors booth staff e3 was a huge gig for so many while this was the right call it's going to change lives uh i forgot who said it but someone else basically added in addition to that um hotels restaurants uh transportation in the area like the uber drivers and things like that like that's all going to take a hit because this was big business for the for downtown la around that that's already taking a hit because of the virus yeah you know that and the 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 travel industry has already seen 
like a huge hit because no one wants to go anywhere they want to be self-quarantined um it is true about e3 that uh like when we go there we see things that we never would have thought that we would have liked yeah you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we things catch our eye and then we play around with them and then we're like oh this is really cool and then we decide to talk about it like uh we didn't know the poly mega was going to be at e3 right but we knew about it and we've talked about it before yeah so that's something that we knew about uh Mm -hmm. the only thing that i can think of that like actually uh that we saw at the convention last year that uh made us want to talk about it was the uh the marcel uh the marcel yeah, the marcel cables yeah yeah uh the them classic that mm-hmm. was that was awesome and then yeah. we got a video out of that uh just because we saw it at the convention uh so that that was worth it for marseille is that how you pronounce it yeah marseille that was worth it for marseille to go there because we we would have never seen it nintendo would have never seen it you know mm-hmm. that's good press for them but <laughs> we're not talking about all of the people who spend tens of thousands of dollars to go to E3 and then their product fails. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then mm-hmm. it's even more money wasted for these people. So th- it, there's both, there's two sides, you know, it's not all bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, it, it could mean, be it, bad it, for some of these publishers. Like, for these indie developers, this is a chance for them to pitch their stuff. Yeah. But it could also be a chance for them to save some money if yeah. the pitch wasn't going to work out anyway. You I think I mean? the, the big thing was because E3 is in this like weird state where um, attendance goes down every year significantly. Um, they keep losing money on the event. Um, it has a very bad um, reputation just from like the fact that there's too many people, not enough time to see everything. Um, and then it got worse last year when they leaked everybody's information. Um, yes. so there was just, just a lot of negativity around E3. Um, and it doesn't help that, you know, developers and publishers keep pulling out of the event. So this w- could have been the year where they turn things around and like try to better themselves and be an actual good convention. Probably wasn't going to happen. Um, but now that's definitely not going to happen because they canceled it. I think this is the perfect time for this cancellation because of all of those problems, because I want E3 to fail and I want them to to stop doing it, you know, or at least vastly change how they do things. Yeah, no, they uh, definitely need to vastly or, change. You know, I don't even want, I don't even want them to change how they do things. I want somebody else to come <laughs> in and take it over. I don't want the ESA involved anymore at all. You know? Yeah. I want a read pop to come in and be like, give me this. <laughs> and then they handle it, you know? I don't because uh, Reed Pop lets makes New York Comic Con get way too big. <laughs> yes. I feel like if they just if they didn't open it up to the to the public at all, and I think if they segmented it like yeah. one week traditional news outlets and then the next week influencers, I think that would no. go a long way. No, yeah. and I'm offended that you said that. Because we are media, goddammit. No, here's why I say that. Because right now, it's like the number of, you know, traditional media outlets and influencers, it's like almost like the same. And that's just way too many people to have in the Los Angeles Convention Center at the same time. No, the the, the, the general public is too many people. If you have media and influencers, you're fine. What I'm saying, all I'm saying is, if 
they need to give enough time for everybody who gets invited to this to see everything that's there. And if that means splitting it, then that's a, that's a good way to do it. I'm not saying that one is better than the other or they're di that they're different. No, no but you're giving priority to the media over the influencers. Why? Because they go first? Yes. Well... <sighs> And you can't do that. There's, there's enough All right, room so for both. Have everybody go at the same time, but yes. like stretch it out over the course of two weeks. Because three days is not enough. If you cut out the general public, there is so much more room in that convention center. Yeah. It's the, the reason it's so packed is because of the general public. I will say, though, that I... Like the second year I went, mm -hmm. I forgot when that was. Like 2015, maybe. Um, they let so many twitch partners come in yeah and that was crazy because like you can get you like you didn't need much like influencer credentials in order to get in yeah that, that's that's part of the reason why i think um a split wouldn't be so bad because the, you know you would need to vet who are actually influencers and who are just you know dudes you know exploiting their two subscribers to yeah. go to go to e3 uh, it's just if you it's it the reason it's so packed is because of the general public right if you just if you just either segment that or cut it out completely that's fine mm -hmm. but the reason why i want the e somebody to take over and not the esa uh is because that's not enough like restructuring it so it's just a media event mm -hmm. isn't enough because they still leaked everybody's information on their own website True. you know what i yeah. mean they don't know how to handle things. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to handle security, and they don't. They did not damage control that well no. at all. So that's why somebody else needs to step in because I do not trust them anymore. I do not like them. Their own security at the event was garbage, and you know yeah. that because we couldn't do anything. We they oh, wouldn't yeah. let us in with our cameras and stuff. Yeah. And um, uh, and they the, the it's organized poorly because uh, there's a thousand people there, and it's hard to cover anything. Yeah. So that's why I'm glad that it's being canceled now. I wish it was for a different reason. Mm -hmm. I, I wish it wasn't because of a giant pandemic. But uh, I'm glad that it's happening now. I hope that all of the publishers and big companies see this as a success, even though E3 isn't happening. I hope they yeah. save a bunch of money. And then I hope they still get the word about their games out there in a, a similar way. Yeah, and then see. Oh, we don't need this, and then add, they all pull a Sony next year. Yeah, the last the thing too, because like just because it's not happening this year doesn't mean it's not going to happen next year. It will right. more than likely happen next year, but because it's not happening this year, it's not. It next year's E three will definitely be the worst E three <laughs> on record because no one's going to go. <laughs> Attendance is going to be you know at the bottom the lowest it's ever been you know it's just this is not good for e3 well it has to be different next year it would have to be i mean they're already working on changing the format for this year or they mm -hmm. were anyway uh so extend the time that you were going to take to reformat it and do it next year yeah but we it seemed like there were huge problems with the way that they were going to change the format. Like I am eight bit was going to do a lot of the creative design and then they dropped out because of what seemed like creative differences. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. Like, how could that happen? You bring these people in to help with your design and then, yeah. uh, they're like, and then they leave <laughs> like, that's weird. And, uh, 
and yeah, Jeff Keeley left again. It looked like creative differences, and and they didn't. It didn't seem amicable on both of those people's parts. It seemed like yeah. something weird happened. Um, so it just all signs point to something. It's not looking good for for E3. Yeah. Uh, so next year they they, I bet the format's going to be vastly different. It's probably not going to be for the better because they have no idea what they're doing. Um, I, I think the ideal situation here is you still do judges week, like have all the the journalists and whatnot go out, play the game so that they can write them up, you know, in time for the actual reveal, the public reveal. Um, and then you basically do like the two, three days of press conferences that they normally do. And like, you know, just time it out. So like Microsoft goes first, then Bethesda, then Ubisoft, then Warner Brothers, then Nintendo. And that's it. And you can <laughs> do that every year. Yeah. And that's that's sustainable. I mean, most people most people don't go to E3. So they don't get to play these games. So they experience E3 pretty much only, you know, the first uh the first few days when the press conferences are going on. How many people so, actually go to E3? Like two hundred thousand? Something like that, yeah. Which which sounds like a lot, yeah. But when you think about how many people watch it online, it's not a lot. Well, I can tell you from experience because, like, you know, I I've only been two years, and the rest of the time I would watch the press conferences, and that's it. That and E three would keep going for a few more days, but like I got all my news in the first two. A lot of our friends who do, do YouTube and stuff. Yeah. prefer to stay home because it's easier to cover everything that's happening when you're home. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. I just like being there because I like making different types of videos. I like yeah. making a video that's like, hey, we're here doing this because you can't do that from home. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you, I use the opportunity to make something different. Yeah. Having actually played uh, Spider-Man and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 like gave me a better idea of like what the games like were going to be before they came out. But at the same time, I didn't play Square Enix's Avengers. I just watched a bad trailer of it and it didn't really, you know, wasn't really worth it. I could have done that from home. <laughs> yeah, we've never been to a press conference. That's true, yeah. But I don't see that benefiting us. Like being yeah. at a press conference, how are we going to be able to cover it better just because we're there? You know, yeah. that's kind of just like a clout thing. It would it would have been like I forgot who used to do it, but it was like one of Adam Sessler's things. Where like after the press conference, he gave his reaction to it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, did he do? It, I just did watched he do it press there? conference. Yeah. Did he do it at the convention? Yeah, like he would. He would go watch the press conference live and then afterwards immediately film a video talking about what he saw. Oh, okay. Which I feel well, is like kind of redundant. You could just do that watching the live stream. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to look it up here, but up oh, here, I think I think I found it. Uh, so E3 has a contract with the Los Angeles, with LA and the Los Angeles convention center. Right. Uh, and it's up soon. So that means they might be able to find a new home for E3 in the future if they want to even keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see when the contract is up. There was that one time it was in Vegas. Uh, there's is in Vegas. It was also in Atlanta for a while. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. 
we have our clear path forward for the next three years in Los Angeles. This was in 2012. Okay, well, we yeah. know that they did it for a lot longer than that. <laughs> I don't know when the contract's up, but it... Yeah, uh, 97 and 98, it was in Atlanta. Uh, 2000 and 2007, it was in Santa Monica. And that was when it basically took place in a hotel. And uh, then every year since then, it's been the LA Convention Center. Oh, well, according to GameIndustry.biz, in 2017, they had no plans to come to LA in 2020. Mm-hmm. Look at that. They predicted the future. GameIndustry.biz. <laughs> so, yeah, I know that contract's up soon. It might be up next year. I just don't have any hard evidence of that. I think uh, John was talking about that from uh, Spawn Wave. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know exactly what the number is. But anyway, it, the contract's not very long. It's like the, within yeah. the next year or two that they that they have the ability to. Uh, move according away to from Wikipedia, LA. the ESA affirmed that they have ne- renegotiated to use the convention center through 2023, but retain the rights to break if that con to break that contract if desired. So they're allowed oh. to use the convention center for the next four years. But they don't have to. They don't have to. Okay, that's weird. That yeah. gives them a lot of power. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so they got till twenty twenty three. Oh, but th- again, it doesn't. It, that basically means nothing because they could do whatever they want. Yeah. They have L A. if they wanted, but they could go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Um. That's all I gotta say about this. I'm I'm glad that it's canceled. I'm sad that it's for these reasons. I don't. I mean, uh, I just liked making the type of content we did at E3, but I had a much better time at PAX because yeah. it was exactly what was expected. You know what I mean? Like yeah. E3, they're always like, "Oh, come, you know, cover the event and the games," and then they there's like roadblocks that you have yeah. to fight through. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know I just went there and I've been like hyping it up and, you know, I didn't really get to experience it properly, but like Toy Fair was perfect. <laughs> like, I know we have a pro, like we had our problems with it being the first time there, but now that we know how it works, like if E3 was that, there would be no problems. Like that, that's the, like Toy Fair has been going on for years. I think that that would, I mean, I think everything that you liked about Toy Fair is what I liked about PAX. Right. The only difference is PAX is more people. Right. But this I year, think... PAX didn't feel like it had that many people because yeah. some people dropped out, so like the aisles were bigger. And I didn't yeah. realize that until afterwards. I think that was the big thing I liked about Toy Fair was that there was a lot less people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was barely any people. But the, yeah. of, the biggest problem with Toy Fair was that everything was behind closed doors. Right, which that is a little... Weird. And I, I put that in my survey. I did, uh, too. I, I wrote a little yeah. nasty thing in the survey. Yeah. About I wrote that. something like, you know, try and incentivize people to not have everything behind closed doors. Yeah, and I compared it to E3, like mm-hmm. how e, like all these game pu- publishers and stuff will have the booth open for everybody. But then but if you want to see something okay, special, but that's not true you can go behind both. Because okay. I waited on a two-hour line to see the stupid-ass Avengers game. And that was behind closed doors. Yes. And it yes. was a dumbass, you know, it was a very poorly done walkthrough. Yes. And I couldn't post about it online. And I, then like two I months agree. later it was available at uh New York Comic Con to play. But but so. 
the difference is okay so yes that's dumb and that shouldn't have happened that yeah. that is the same problem as the toy fair mm-hmm. but the difference is that they have like an area like that showroom you know yeah. at e3 they had like the avengers showroom where you can take pictures of all of the uh you know stuff from the superheroes and whatever yeah uh whereas at toy fair it was a wall yeah. <laughs> you can't see anything yeah the pro e3 should have had you make an appointment to do that not wait yeah. online for two hours and the yeah th- that is a is a an effect of having the general public or too many of the general public come in and it was too crowded so yeah. you you couldn't you couldn't get all those appointments but uh i don't have any of those problems at pax I thought I was going to have a problem with Nintendo. I was really, I was ready to freaking punch somebody. But yeah. And I got in really quickly and I'm very fortunate for that. Uh, how, you went to PAX last year and that was the only PAX you ever went to, right? Right. Yeah. How was that compared to E3? I mean, Did we PAX even have felt- a lot of appointments. Not really. I mean, this I've- year I was, I was booked up. I mean, PAX for the most part felt like a traditional convention. You know, it felt like your your standard Comic Cons and whatnot, and that's that's fine. We didn't play a lot of games. No, we did. We, we did. did. No, we did. Well, we played like, like Ion Maiden and stuff. Yeah, Ion well, Ion Maiden, uh, Wrath, um, that uh, what's your call it? That ninja game from Yacht Club, uh, Cyber Shadow, Cyber Shadow I again uh, this year. Uh, Final Fantasy Ten on Switch. Um, yeah, we played a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying we didn't play a lot of stuff, but what I'm saying is like that felt more like a traditional convention. Mm. you know rather than e3 there there was like this you know mystique about e3 yeah no but like pax was super relaxed um even if you didn't have an appointment you it's possible to play you know all the games that were there you just have to wait a long time right so uh john crawford in the chat asks wolf brothers how would you get the right balance between a behind closed doors media slash influencer focused event versus something like a gaming convention uh so i think the best thing to do is to just not have that balance and either go completely media centered or completely uh general public centered yeah um Um, if you're gonna do both then you should probably like you'd have to split it like one week do media the next week do um the public because there's no way you can do both at the same time so i thought this year at pax was the perfect example of what i uh, it just it was the perfect example like um Mm -hmm. it was it's a convention that's completely open to the public but i made a lot of appointments with a lot of companies but i did i did the legwork though i did this beforehand Mm -hmm. um and they let me play all of their games. They all, a lot of these places had like a special side area where there would be like a, just a, just a one unit for media to try the games out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is an event that's not set up for media, but was very accommodating. But I don't know if it's just because I was treated really well. Because like people knew like, oh, this is the Nintendo Switch guy. We got to treat this guy really well. Yeah. Because... I didn't hear the same thing from other people. Right. I know that I was treated very well and it was it was a great time uh with all of the companies that I got to have meetings with. Um yeah. but yeah, I didn't hear the same from other people. So I might be a little biased. 
my my, my perspective might be a little skewed. Right. But I thought I thought it was perfect. I, th- I thought that's how you do it. You just have a little one little unit set up so people can go so media can go play and shoot whatever they need. Some yeah. places, some companies had an offsite. They they had like stuff at the hotels that they would yeah. take you to, um, which was a little weird. But uh, what they should do is like E3 does have those. Uh, they have the booths, and then they have that other area. Did you go in that other area? It's like in between the two. Yeah, at E3, it's between the two convention halls. That's There's, where we played Moss, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like the, something like that. It's is, like these these small offices that are in like a row of like cubicle looking things. Yeah. Um, and you can play all the behind closed doors demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's so. Ha- if you're gonna have it open to the public, you have the open to the public area, and then you have the area where everybody can go play the games. Yeah. Uh, I think New York Comic Con is basically set up like that. Yeah. But I guess the problem with that is that there's so many media that like people like us, they're like, oh, we don't care about you. We got yeah. freaking Kotaku waiting mm-hmm. in the wings. But at PAX, they're like, come on in, Mr. Yeah. Wolf. You're have a have a water. That's part of the reason why I'm not against them splitting it, you know, media and influencers, because at least, you know, the influencers will be treated with respect. They'll have the mm-hmm. time to go in and do things the way they need to, you know, without you know, the publishers worrying about, oh, we have to accommodate traditional media first, you know? Uh, it, it, the, the only, the problem I have with that is that, uh, you know, I have to also put out my content the same time that the media is putting out the right. content, you know? So, yeah, like, I, 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 it's already hard enough for me to compete with the IGNs and the Kotakus. Yeah. <sighs> oh, God, it's Scott is here. Hello. How you doing? It's got to make everything super long then. <laughs> Did you have a nice time at PAX, guy with the hair? Guy with the hair. Uh, why am I calling you that? Do, uh, <laughs> how did you feel about the 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 way the booths treated you as an influencer? Was it was PAX a good influencer convention for you, or or was E three better? Anyway, I'm done talking about E three. We got a lot of other things to talk about. Okay, we also have super chats. Uh, oh, uh, John Crawford says Bob. You definitely got preferential treatment, probably because you called everyone cute boys. <laughs> um, we did get super chats. We got Jamie eighty nine with a toonie who says no comment. Thanks, dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got Raz Tendo with twenty sec. That's a uh, Swedish krona. I looked it up. Uh, we need E three to to not go all digital. Why? Please. It'd make my life so much easier. It'd make everybody's life easier. Because remember, most people experience E3 just watching the press conferences on their computer and then don't care about the next three days. Yeah. Are you even going to go? <laughs> like, <laughs> were, or were you even going to go if it was happening? Yeah. You're giving a Swedish krona. <laughs> and then he says, though, games uh, with a 20, another one, uh, Gamescom is bigger. That's where it's gone. That's where it's gone. Go down. Yeah, just go to that. Actually, I think Gamescom just canceled it. Oh no, 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 no. The same day that E three canceled, Gamescom uh, put tickets out. Well, Gamescom I think does two two days press only, mm-hmm. and then the next three is open to everybody. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, Pax 
has a media time. Like the very early on Thursday yeah. is media time where you can go in and do whatever you want. Remember when Comic-Con was like that? Yeah, Comic-Con. Thursdays see, like, were Thursday only... nights was for media. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was for everybody. But now Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is everybody. I think that is perfect. If PAX made Thursday all media, that mm -hmm. would be absolutely yeah. perfect. I think, yeah, because you can't, you can't do media and public at the same time, really. Actually, E three had a media time too, but it wasn't. It was like that, but short. that was BS because it was. There were the same days, but media got to go earlier in the day. Yeah. So by the time the public would get there, you know they wouldn't have. They would have to wait online, and they'd be waiting online for much longer. Like I never yeah. got to play Resident Evil Two there because by the time I would get there, because I was considered public, the media was already waiting online. It was like a three hour wait. Wait, yeah. Last well, that that was the first year we, that was the first we were year. considered yeah. public. Last yeah. year we were we we, we were, were media. media. Yeah. So last year, I think we just wait. Yeah. Oh no, we we just we got there at the media hour, but we beelined it for our perspective things that we correct. Had to do. Yeah. But no, um, I'm talking about my first year better. there. When we were considered the public, you know, we weren't allowed to get there until noon. By Meanwhile, the time we, we were sent there, by Bandai. Yes. I want to make it clear. <laughs> by the time we got there, everybody, all the lines were taken up. So you couldn't do anything. And you couldn't bring your camera. You couldn't take pictures. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. You couldn't bring a backpack. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we hate E3. That's yeah. part of why we hate E3. Uh, guy with the hair says, honestly, I think PAX is the best convention for content creators. It's a lot more close knit and E3 is only for the mega content creators. PAX allows smaller creators like myself in. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I definitely got the feel of that. Pa I, I was able to get like a media badge at PAX like when I had like under 10,000 subs. So yeah. uh, they're very accommodating. I will say though, I don't know if PAX is good if you're like a super mega star, you know, if you're like 20 million subs or some yeah. garbage, if you're like a Markiplier, you might have some problems because there's, how are you going to get around? Yeah. I mean, you could probably have like an enforcer with you, but I like it because you could just walk around and everything's great. Yeah. Um, one more super chat. We got Matt Schlem with $5 says, Bob, why do you not like mustard on burgers? I'm glad you're here for this, Will. Uh, Kevin Kenson said that on Beat 'em Up's video. Yeah, okay. I thought I got called out. Okay, so let, let's let's explain. I, I need Will to to help defend me here. Okay, on Long Island hmm. and the immediate like New York City metropolitan area, fast food restaurants, your McDonald's, your Burger Kings, your Wendy's, your whatnots, do not put mustard on their hamburgers. They don't. That's just not a thing that those restaurants do in this region. Mm -hmm. Outside of here, in Bizarro World, <laughs> they put mustard and ketchup and whatnot on their hamburgers. That's not something that we're used to here. So every time we go out to another state and we get McDonald's or Burger King and we bite into it and we taste mustard, it freaks us out. Yeah. I always forget Yeah, that that's a thing. Yeah. But... but is it literally everywhere but New York? As far as I know, it it's even like upstate New York in some places. It's just Long Island and like uh, I think just the five boroughs in New York. Fred says mustard on a burger, gross. And Fred's from like uh, Connecticut or Rhode Island. One of those. <laughs> Are you telling me that they don't put mustard on there up there in, in Connecticut, Rhode Island land? 
I need to know where the I need a wiki map of where they start putting mustard on uh yeah on burgers. Jesse says mustard on a burger is awesome. He learned just how to get timed out on this stream. <laughs> Techno Techno Nova says imagine using mustard. LOL. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird to put ketchup and then also mustard. Yeah. Just stick to one. And it should be ketchup. <laughs> uh, I mean, because I usually ask for no ketchup. And if I do this in, you know, California, I ask for no ketchup. I bite into it. It's just a pile of mustard. Well, you say only pickles. Well, they, I have to. I have to do that. That's that's your thing, though. Like, even yeah. here, you say. Well, sometimes I say no ketchup because I can get away with that here. Sometimes it's easier for them to understand no ketchup than only pickles. I've, in, I've learned this. Life in and out. In and out doesn't do mustard. No, In and out has their own weird thing. They have their own weird thing. Yeah. McDonald's puts mustard on burgers in New Jersey. New Jersey is New Jersey is the bad timeline of New York. <laughs> it's New yeah. York, but something happened. Yeah. Um. All right, everybody's saying it. Oh, in Ecuador, they put mustard? God, man. What? <laughs> you people need to learn. Would you Would you guys be mad if you came to New York and, and got a burger and it didn't have mustard? Yeah. I want to know that. No mustard on burgers in Westchester County. Okay, so that's close enough, I guess. Yeah. Rockland County and most Hudson River Valley con uh, counties. All right, we got to stop talking about this. All right, but uh, we have a super chat. What is that super chat, Will? Uh, John Halstead with $5. Once asked since you went to Toy Fair, any release date for those Sonic toys, specifically the Sonic and Tails 12-inch toys? Uh, I think that was Jack Specific is making them, and no, because that was behind closed doors. We only saw them from the outside. Are you talking about the yeah. movie ones? I think so. Yeah, we only saw them from yeah. the outside. There was like a little glass case. Uh, but yeah, we we couldn't get into that because again, we had no idea that that it was gonna be like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about here. Yes. Like for example, there's a rumor. You know, this rumor happens all the time. Uh, there's there's uh gonna be two Nintendo directs. <laughs> uh, oh, I got I got a uh. A text from Atten, okay, who says he's never had mustard on a burger in Pennsylvania. Okay, so Pennsylvania is an okay state. <laughs> I also don't know if I buy that. I feel like that's Pennsylvania's close, but I feel like it's out in the sticks, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, rumor: two Nintendo presentations ex expected to air before the end of March. That's too many. Yeah. This is according to Nintendo Life. Uh, oh, I should read the other article first. The UK-based game retailer may have lifted the lid on a Nintendo Direct presentation ahead of schedule. Let's go to that article first. Okay. Um, as the Nintendo fan base goes into its gazillionth day without a Direct presentation, we may have exaggerated this slightly for effect. A, sl a slip up from UK retailer game might have given us a reason to believe that a show is just around the corner. Uh, might. 
Earlier today, Nintendo and LEGO teased a collaboration for the Super Mario franchise, and while details are extremely thin on the ground at the time of writing, Game uh, was one of the first retailers to set up a web page for fans to register their interest. What? When the page first appeared, it said that the latest Nintendo Direct announcement, they're excited... The latest Nintendo Direct announced their exciting collaboration. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Despite the fact that the announcement was actually made in a simple social media post. That doesn't mean anything. It just says that Nintendo has an announcement. Did an announcement. They they were saying that they did it already. So that just just doesn't mean anything. People are grasping at straws here. Um, But, I mean... I didn't have an article here about the Lego collaboration, but that's because right. we don't know anything. All we know is right. Lego is collaborating with Mario and the toy that they had looked weird. It's probably going to be a playset. I doubt that we're going to get a Lego Super Mario Brothers game. Well, the... the Yeah, there's a video here. Can I mute this so that it doesn't blow everybody's eardrums out? I tried. I tried to mute it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it looks the the it looks weird. Like that's not a minifig. Yeah. Remember at the Toy Fair there was a booth that we thought was Lego, but they had like weird Lego things. Yeah. They weren't exactly Lego, they were like forgot who that Lego was. styled lamps and stuff. Yeah. That's what this looks like. So we don't know what this could be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's completely irrelevant. Uh, now to add to this venture beat staff writer reported and verified Twitter user Jeff Grubb has published an article claiming a Nintendo Indie World video will quote likely be broadcast on the 18th of March and a proper Nintendo director expected to follow it on the 26th of March. Uh, that's okay. Uh, it says it's in the final stages of putting the video presentation together. That's based on what we are hearing as well as some other indicators. So just to make it clear, not one, but two video presentations are expected to air before the end of the month. While Jeff says he can't confirm the first party titles that will be shown. He does say the presentation will take a much broader look at Nintendo's upcoming software lineup. The company is also expected to continue to rely heavily on remasters and ports and will bring in more support from third-party publishers and developers. He goes on to state that it's definitely happening and thinks we'll hear more about it uh, next week. He says Nintendo is deep into the process of putting the event together based on what I've heard. It has decided many of the third-party games it will include in the event. So it's definitely happening and almost certainly before the end of March. Um, So an unverified source who is verified on Twitter, but that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Um, An unverified source says, hey, there's an Italian direct happening. His bio, this is Jeff Grubb. It literally just says, I'm friends with the guy who played Cuphead bad. (laughs) Is that me? Are we friends? Oh, it's the Venture Beat guy. Oh, it's one person. I thought it was two different people who verified that. So, we might get two Nintendo Directs. I mean, we any minute now, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. 
we've been saying that for the past three months yeah so, but the longer we go without one the more likely it's gonna happen mm-hmm. you know it just tension is building you know but two of them did not expect that feel like one would be your traditional nintendo direct with a whole bunch of game announcements and then another would be specifically for one game like coming out you know uh yeah they keep doing that the last two nintendo yeah. directs were on just individual games yeah um well if they have if allegedly if they're having like two nintendo directs a, a few weeks apart from each other that's probably what they're doing well well they i mean this guy's saying it's going to be a software lineup that uh relies heavily on remasters and ports yeah right now nintendo doesn't have anything slated after animal crossing right there's no big games coming out um so they need to announce something i'm fine with some ports and remasters i would love mario galaxy because i've never finished any of them yeah me neither um i'd be cool with sunshine I'd be. I'd replay that. Uh, I don't want 3D World. I care less about 3D World. That that will probably be next because that was on Wii U, and yeah. that was the. You know they're porting everything from that over. That'd be easy for them to do, but I really I don't think I would get it. I just it's not in, interesting enough for me. Did you get um, New Super Mario Brothers? You? I did. Okay. I don't remember why. <laughs> I I got it to stream it, but uh. Yeah, I didn't. Oh no. I got pretty close to the end. I don't think I finished it, though. Did we finish it? Because that was like one of the first games that we streamed. I never finished it. Well, then we never finished it. Yeah. But we we streamed that a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it also comes with uh, Super Luigi U, which I've never Mm -hmm. played. So maybe I'll get into that. Um, What other remasters would we want or ports? Uh, I know everybody else wants Pikmin. Metroid Prime Metroid Trilogy. Prime Trilogy. That would be the big one. That's got a lot of potential because we're we got a Metroid uh Yeah. Metroid Prime hole in our life. Yeah, so that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But we need a new game. We need some I mean, we could hear more about Metroid Prime 4, which I think is unlikely. We could hear more about Breath of the Wild 2. They definitely have a new game like in the works for this year. It's just the question yeah. is if it's going to be a big game. Like, is it going to be, you know, a Metroid or possibly even a Star Fox or revival of, you know, something like F-Zero, something dormant? Or is this going to be like a smaller game like a Mario Golf or... Uh, I, I think know, there's like that. a lot of potential for Mario Golf. Yeah. I think that could be coming anytime soon. Uh... I think there's got to be something weird, like a Splatoon, like a new IP. Okay. You know, something something completely out of left field that nobody would have expected. Um, also, Splatoon 3 is supposed to be happening sometime soon. Really? So, well, according to rumors. Um, you know. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Any of this could happen. <laughs> We're just speculating here. But... Uh, I believe that we would get a direct sometime within the next two weeks. Sure. I don't know about two. That sounds completely weird. Yeah. In an indie direct, we kind of got one already. Yeah. In like January, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Did we get one in January? Tenno. I think we did. Indie direct. I remember seeing one. There were so many Switch indie games at PAX. And yeah. you know if you saw my video. Uh, There was one in December. That was the last one, I think. 
feels like just yesterday. Is that the last one? List of Nintendo Direct. I should just bookmark this page. Leave it as my homepage because go here all the freaking time. Let me pull up on screen for you. Nope, nope, no. Indie World. Yep, December 10th. That was the last one. And then we got a Dragalia Lost stream. But last ones, we got Pokemon Direct. We got the Smash Brothers Byleth announcement and uh, Fire Emblem Channel and then uh, Animal Crossing Direct. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's that. We got some super chats. Yes. Uh, we got... We got R. Dilly with $10. Um, what's your favorite amino? And then he said, sent two more dollars to correct himself and say amiibo. <laughs> My favorite amino is the Nintendo amino. Yeah. My favorite amiibo, Captain Falcon. I have like a million of them for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. I have all the ones I ever wanted to collect. Maybe I like Duck the Hunt. Metroid one, the actual oh, Metroid, because it's yeah, squishy. It's squishy. I guess mine would be Duck Hunt Dog because I was like hunting for him forever. Mm-hmm. I think a fan sent that to us. Oh, oh, and it, it was in a. It came with three. Yeah, because in America you can only get it with um, Rob and uh, Mr. Game and Watch, mm. and I only want a Duck Hunt Dog. Right. Right. Uh, M. Scott Cat with ten dollars. Mix 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 Scott Cat. Oh, okay. Pick it up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you cats are off the hizzle. Foo. Thank you. We we try to All be right. as far off the hizzle as possible. <laughs> and five dollars from Willow Davis, who says Splatoon, but the ink is mustard in the stages of burger. <laughs> Take your five dollars back. <laughs> I don't want it. This is going to be a very hard thing for people to understand. I know. But unless you grew up here, you won't understand it. You people are going to make me watch the whole beat em ups video where they just to find the part where they talk crap. I guess I'm going to have to me. find this too. Uh, Eric, you're going to have to clip that part out so I can put it on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. Um, where am I? Oh, here's some more Nintendo stuff. Yay. Yay. Uh, Reggie now works for GameStop. <laughs> Things are looking rough for Reggie. Will. Yeah, uh, he had to pick up employment at GameStop. No, uh, no. former Nintendo of America president Reggie Fizeme joins GameStop's board of directors, which is a shock to everybody. Yeah, uh, he's been appointed GameStop to GameStop's board of directors. Why is the dog barking? The dog never barks. Uh, he'll be teaming up with Bill Simon and J.K. Simnack. Sure. Simon has worked in retail ex- in retail executive roles over the past thirty years, and Simon Sick. Simanic. Simanic. Yeah. Simon. But there's a C. All right. Is the current president and chief executive of PetSmart. <laughs> this is very weird. Uh, the mission is to make GameStop a profitable business again after the company announced the closure. Is there like an intruder? <laughs> well, you finish reading this. All right. Uh, 
The mission is to make GameStop a profitable business again after the company announced the closure of more than 180 stores worldwide in 2019. Reggie shared a message over on Twitter following the announcement. The game industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop's corporate board and helping to make this happen. GameStop executive, uh, chief executive George Sherman also provided a statement. The board refresh and governance enhancements announced today represent an important milestone in GameStop's transformation as we continue to evolve the company's business strategy for long-term success. We are pleased to welcome Reggie, Bill, and JK to the board. They are each highly qualified and bring significant, relevant experience to our turnaround. There was, there was a guy breaking into our apartment. I just beat him up. Nice. So we're I, good I can see because you're all covered in blood. <laughs> yes. So fill me in. What happened? Uh, <laughs> basically, Reggie made an announcement saying like... Uh, Games, a uh, healthy GameStop is good for the industry, and then uh, Chief Executive George Sherman said what he said. So, what is a being appointed to the board? What does that do for you? Basically, like, like are you are they paying him? I think uh, he gets stock. Like he gets a lot of stock in the company, so he gets um, a lot of a whole lot of nothing. He yeah. Um, but he does get a lot of, you know, being on the board means you do get to make a lot of decisions. Like you mm-hmm. get, you have a hand in making a lot of important decisions, um, towards the future of the company. So the fact that he's now a member of that board, he can sit there and he can say, yes, GameStop should do this or no game shop shouldn't do that. You know? Right. No, I, I get that. And this part, is a guy is... who's had, you know, experience, not just in the game industry, but like, because he's also worked for uh, Pizza Hut and Panda yes. Express and Procter and Gamble and you know places like that. So he also knows consumer facing retail outlets. So he has experience in both. I think he would be very good for GameStop. Yes. Two years ago, I think it's way <laughs> too late for GameStop. That, that's true. I think he is the perfect person to help GameStop. I think you're crash landing at this point, you know? Like yeah. it's I think it's way too late. I I think GameStop it's they just made so many really bad decisions. Did you know? I learned this. So, you know, EB Games is what they're called internationally in some Electronics places. Boutique, yeah. Yeah. So like GameStop bought EB Games and now like in Australia and New Zealand it's still called EB Games. Yeah, yeah. And I think in Canada. Yeah. But did you know when they bought EB Games? They closed down uh, their major distribution center in really? 2005. Yes. Did they, they, they decided, that. we don't need a distribution center. What we need is a billion more stores. <laughs> Two in every mall, I say. <laughs> Isn't that the dumbest idea? 2005. The internet was already a thing. Uh, you know? Yeah, no. GameStop has never been known for smart business decisions. I mean... Their pretty their entire business model is built on a bad business decision, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Emphasizing used games, um, pushing their stupid magazine, uh, pre order incentives, things like that. You know, all at the expense of consumer experience and employee experience. Yeah, they don't listen to the uh, consumer facing employees. You mm-hmm. know, like like. 
I was saying this all on my stream last night. Like uh, making them say like these giant long greetings, like when they pick up the phone, hello, welcome to GameStop where you can buy and sell used games. And today, if you trade in your Nintendo Switch, you get 10% more towards an Xbox One. This is Bob, how can I help you? Yeah. Now the person doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Like, isn't that just obvious? Like why do, like these, these people who come up with these ideas, why do they, they don't think that there's going to be a problem. They don't think that asking a mom who's buying Pokemon to pre-order Animal Crossing is a problem. They put a lot of unnecessary barriers in the in between uh, the customer and the product they want to buy. Yeah, if they're coming in to buy something, you don't want to be. You don't want to put a barrier in place. You yeah. want to make the process as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing with e-commerce. If you put too many pages between uh the the product and checkout you're gonna lose them yeah so yeah i mean it, it should be all obvious stuff to, i mean to to the people in power i, I don't want to say you know it's because they can't compete with e-commerce because there are still stores out there like i, I went to target today like mm -hmm. actually went to a store like wow. Yo, physical retail is not dead. It's just smart stores, smart businesses know how to adapt. GameStop never did. GameStop dug its its feet in the ground and said, we're pretty much just going to do what we've been doing. Yeah, we'll have an online store, but who cares? Yeah, I, I'm not saying that they can't compete with e-commerce. Yeah. Uh, they, they totally could. I just think they made a series of really bad decisions mm -hmm. that didn't help the, the, the competition they had. Right. Um, I think buying ThinkGeek or merging with ThinkGeek was a great idea. Right. Uh, executed poorly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like ThinkGeek was an awesome website. Yeah. Now what happened? I uh, think it redirects the GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> this dog's just barking at nothing, by the way. That's uh, right. My kid was outside. crying like uncontrollably just now. <laughs> um. Oh, guy with the hair says, "Dude, there were three in the mall by me, and an EB Games across from GameStop before they closed." Yeah, I was yeah, saying, same. there was two in every because GameStop bought EB Games. There were two GameStops then in every mall, but yeah, some malls around us wouldn't allow them to have two of one store, so they would either keep the EB Games name or they would have freaking Babbage's in one of the malls by yeah. us. But they also had a GameStop directly outside of all of these malls. Yeah. That so, I never understood. Yeah, and then that GameStop would do poorly, just like the one that I worked at, which was mm -hmm. outside of the mall. I've got to check, because I know there's a there's one area here where there's a Best Buy, but in the same shopping complex, across, like all the way on the other side, is a GameStop. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to go to the GameStop when you can go into the Best Buy and have a much better experience? Yeah. I don't get why like the, they were like, GameStop's doing so good. Let's open up a thousand more stores. Yeah. That's not what you do. You no. make the stores that you have better. You don't need two in every mall. <laughs> there was the one in the Roosevelt Field Mall that I worked at, the big one. Yeah. And there was the tiny one that was like only a few stores down. Yeah. I think that was technically used to be an uh, electronics boutique, but mm. under EBX because it was smaller. Oh. Well, I think I remember that, when I things started that going south, they closed yeah. the big GameStop, which means they were doing very bad because they couldn't yeah. afford the real estate. Um. All right, so that's it. I don't. I I think Reggie is the best person for this task, but I think it's too late for GameStop. 
Yeah. Do I? Do I? What do I? What do I do with this dog? Uh, do you, do you have a chew toy for it? Yeah, he's dude. This dog has so many chew toys. He's <laughs> got a billion chew toys. What do I do? Force it into his mouth? Yeah, give that a try. Anyway, we got our first. Oh wait, did we get a super chat? We did. We got Sergio Arioyo with two dollars, who says, "Congrats on multiplying." Congrats on Will for multiplying. Oh, thank you. Will doesn't do math. I don't. But I make babies, apparently. But you do make babies. Yeah. The first Animal Crossing New Horizons review is in, and it might surprise you, Will. Oh, why? Is it good? It's good. But it's, like, <laughs> astronomically good. Really? Yeah. I'll uh, skip most of this. Uh, the famous publication, which has a panel of four reviewers... Famitsu. They're talking about Famitsu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Famitsu has four reviewers review a game, and then they each score it out of ten. Yeah, and then they add that all up to our total score of forty. Yes. Oh, OBS disconnected. Everything's just going great today. Ah, life is terrible. It'll reconnect eventually. In the meantime, you'll just have to hear my dog bark. All right. All right, we're back. Okay. Sorry for the disconnection. Uh, anyway, uh, four reviewers, they each total out of 10, then add up the scores for a total of 40. They awarded New Horizons a 38 out of 40. That's really good. Two reviewers gave it a 9, Yeah. while the other two gave it a 10, which is crazy, because what I played, I can't imagine being a 10, <laughs> but I, didn't, I played a vertical slice that was barely anything. Yeah. Um, that's clearly an incredible score, but it means New Horizons narrowly misses out on the coveted perfect score, which Famitsu has granted to just 26 games in its entire history. Mm -hmm. These games include the likes of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Smash Brothers Brawl, which is not a perfect game. No. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Why? And Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh, Definitely Kid, not. Kid Icarus Uprising was not a perfect score. It's also worth noting that Animal Crossing New Leaf was awarded a 39 out of 40 when it was reviewed by Famitsu. Just saying. All right, so it's not as good as New Leaf is what they're saying. Yeah, that is what they're saying. Uh, well, still, 38 is respectable. Amazing. Yeah. 38's amazing. Yeah. And, and four reviewers. Yeah. All right, I'm going to attempt to shut this dog up. All right. You do something. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, what do I got to say about Animal Crossing? I barely played the one on GameCube because we rented it from Blockbuster Video. Only 90s kids will remember that. And you need a, a full empty memory card for it. We didn't have that. So what do I care? <laughs> I am much more interested in like the Doom crossovers on Twitter with Animal Crossing. Those are really funny. Uh, and if they don't put like a, uh, what's her face, whatever the girl the girl's name is, if they don't put her in Doom on Switch as like a little Easter egg, that's a missed opportunity right there. Um, come on, guys, help me out here. <laughs> uh, what do we got? What do we got? Oh, thank you, Beth. Beth. Beth Ann Oxendale with uh, 279. 
Will, check out Amazon for Euro imports of Duck Hunt Dog. 20 bucks. Um, I mean, I have one already. I don't know if I would want to check it out. I mean, 20 bucks is not bad for an old Amiibo. It really sucks that they don't reprint, like, old Amiibo. Because I guarantee you, someone's going to want Mario who didn't have him back in the day. But you can't walk into, you know, your local store and buy them. So they really need to make old Amiibo much more easily accessible. Uh, what else? Uh, Charles Quackenbush. Will, I'm about to send away my Joy-Cons. Do you know how long it takes? Um, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember it being pretty quick. Like maybe a week or two. They're pretty good about like once you send it out, you'll get it back in time to play whatever you want to play. Um, they do reprint old Amiibo, but not all, not, not all of them. Yeah, it's 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 uh rare for them to reprint. Amiibo. Yeah, they reprint the ones that have demand, like like the like I haven't seen Sonic in a while, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm sure like you know the main Nintendo characters and stuff, but uh, Super Saiyan says, "Tell Bob to let the dog in the room." I can't. <laughs> The dog came in this room for one second yesterday. Yeah. Beelined it to a Mario plushie that I had and ran out of the room. (laughs) That's his now. But I can't let it like, if I leave it in here, it will bark again to try to get out of this room. Yeah. And I can't leave it out there because it will eat the entire table. Because it eats literally everything. Yeah. When I take it for a walk, it eats every single thing it sees on the street. Everything. You gotta like like a, like, like a paper, like a cup. Yeah. Another dog's poop. It eats every single thing. You gotta bring like Cigarette a spray bottle of water and just like spritz it every time it's gonna eat something. I don't. Yeah. I just look at the floor and every time it's a it goes to sniff something, I lift it up by the yeah <laughs> by the by the harness. It's hard. This dog is it's it's a it's a dumb dog. Yeah. And I met a guy on the street before who who was I had some accent. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, I have a dog just like that." super smart dogs very intelligent and i was like oh not this one (laughs) this one is very dumb um anyway does it have a bone it does have a bone what it needs is its owner to come home that's what it needs (laughs) um where am i uh we're talking about animal crossing great score beautiful score can't wait to play it doesn't come out for another week I can't imagine it being that perfect of a game. But I mean, I'm Mitsu- sure in the grand scheme of things, like the reason why I got that score is because, you know, it does exactly what an Animal Crossing needs to do. And it does mm-hmm. it in a very good, refined way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not compare this to like a Zelda or a Metal Gear or something like that. But I'm sure like, you know, that score has that score because when it comes to Animal Crossing, this is one of the top tier Animal Crossing games. Yeah, so yeah, it it doesn't need to be as big and as as grandiose as something like a Skyrim or a Zelda yeah. or, or or a Mario Odyssey even. Um but it does need to be a good game. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be a perfect game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh but this is the same publication that gave Kid Icarus Uprising a perfect score. So, I don't know about that. True. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Um, 
but we'll have to see. I, I mean, I I believe it. I I believe that it's an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, I just need to play a lot more of it. Well, did you read all the super chats? Uh, yeah. Beth Ann Oxendale. Yes. Okay. Uh, I played Call of Duty Warzone. Do you know about this game? Uh, yeah, I know about it. I didn't play it. So why don't you talk about it while I mute the microphone and have a have a oh okay. He said have a snack. I think he muted it too quickly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play the trailer too. Uh, so last year, was it last year? Or was it two years ago? Black Ops 4 had a battle royale mode. And it was good. I liked it a lot. It might have been my favorite battle royale mode. Uh, the only problem was it cost $60 and it was part of Black Ops 4. I think that was a big mistake because all these other battle royales are free. Now we got a free Call of Duty Battle Royale. It's called Warzone. It is very good. I only played two rounds, uh, but I liked what I played. The time to kill is a little long, especially for a Call of Duty game. Uh, and I had a similar problem in Black Ops 4, but I think they kind of tweaked it after a while. What was really cool is that my loadout from... from uh, Modern Warfare on PS4, my loadout from there automatically transferred to Warzone on my Xbox. I guess it automatically logged into my, uh, what's it called? My uh, Activision account. Well, yeah, that makes sense because you can play, you know, cross-platform play. Yeah, I Warfare. mean, that was, I was shocked by that. Um, to, to take my stuff over. That was mm -hmm. really cool. Um, so it's 150 people, which is bigger than a lot of the other battle royales. Right. Uh, so it's, that's already cool. Um, it has one weird mechanic though, where it kind of, there's kind of like a loser's bracket. So if you get killed, you have an opportunity to come back they send you to the gulags mm -hmm. and in the gulags you do a 1v1 battle with another person that died and i think they give you a random gun i got a pistol okay. and i at one time i got a shotgun uh maybe it is just a i don't know i don't i got a pistol the last time i played uh yeah you just 1v1 another dude in this like really small arena situation and you, if you win you come right back into the game you parachute down um, which is awesome. Uh, there's another mechanic where other games implement this. I think Apex Legends was the first to do it. Um, you can revive uh, your teammates. If if uh, if one of them dies, but you keep going, you can go to like a like a certain point and revive your teammate. And he'll come down. Uh, he'll get like relaunched into the game. In this though, you buy you go to a specific buying area where you can buy like weapons or loadouts or stuff you can buy your partner back interesting uh it's with cash that you can get in the game mm -hmm. uh i don't know how the microtransactions work i don't know if you can just buy a bunch of in-game cash i'm sure there's an option or if it's not it's coming soon that would kind of break the game a little bit because like last night the second round i played i played with two other people that's another mm -hmm. thing the first round i played alone which is awesome the second round i played with two other people i would rather play alone and i don't know if you could do a, a single player queue mm -hmm. but 
uh, I was with two other people. Only one of us was kind of cooperating. Uh, only two of us were kind of cooperating together. The third guy was off doing his own thing. Um, but then we were getting towards the end of the match. So I was like, I, I want to revive this guy, but I didn't have enough money. So then I started looking for money because you could just find cash in certain buildings. Yeah. Um, and then I found enough cash. So I revived the guy because I figured that's the best chance we have is having a third guy. Uh, and then he came after like 15 minutes of being dead. He came back and he wasn't much help. But like part of the game that I was playing was finding the cash to bring that guy back. Right. So if if I had microtransactions to buy up all the cash, uh, that might be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I think you get a lot of cash for ranking high in, in matches. Yeah. Um, so will it be pay to win, says K can't? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it might be. <laughs> I think there needs to be a single pl- uh, single queue. So you yeah. Can, you can, a solo queue so you can play alone. Um, but it's really fun. Uh, I like Call of Duty's mechanics the best. That's why I like Apex Legends, but uh, I'd rather it be in the Call of Duty world with the Call of Duty weapons. Um, I need to play it with friends. Uh, I'm gonna play it more. Um, it's really fun. It also has the Apex mm-hmm. Legends style like ping mechanics where you can ping stuff. Yeah. So so you can be like, hey man, uh, there's a shotgun here, and I did that. I was like pinging stuff, and uh, my partner came over, got it, and then teabagged to be like, thanks, dude. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Um, here's something I was curious about, mm-hmm. and I looked this up on the official website. Uh, for Modern Warfare o- owners who currently have uh the most recent title updates, the download of Warzone will be 18 to 22 gigabytes. For non-owners of the full version of Modern Warfare, Warzone will be available to download free, um, and it will be eight eighty to 101 gigabytes. So, modern. Have you played Modern Warfare? Yeah, the new one. Yeah, the one from last year. Yeah, yeah, it's like two hundred gigs now. Yeah, it's an ins- it's insanely big. I need to delete that off my Xbox. I haven't touched it since I beat the single player campaign, and all it does is update, and it updates like fifteen gigs at a time. Yeah, so it started out with a hundred gig update or something, and yeah. now it, yeah, it's up to like two hundred. It's insane. Um, I ended up deleting it off my. I got it for PS4 because my friends got it for PS4. Yeah. Uh, but then I ended up deleting it because it took up too much room and I needed room for freaking something else, probably Death Stranding. Yeah. Um, so I got uh, Warzone for my Xbox because uh, I have more room on there and I'd rather use an Xbox controller anyway. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I was trying to download it on stream last night so I could play it on stream, but it ended up taking too long. And people were saying, yeah, if I had uh, Modern Warfare, it would be quicker, but I had it on PS4 and I deleted it. So yeah. if you have Modern Warfare, it's a quick download. If you don't, it's going to be a while. And it's going to take up a lot of real estate on your hard drive. Yeah. Uh, but if you like Battle Royales, it's a very good Battle Royale. Uh, I need to play it with some friends to to have an even better time. Mm-hmm. I might play like a round or two tonight just to see. Uh, but I recommend it. Again, it's free. So why not? Yeah. Uh oh, and there's like a little tutorial in the beginning. So if you're gonna play with friends, make sure you get that out of the way. Right. You can plow through it. It's uh, all you really need to know from the tutorial is you can put armor inside of your like chest plate by holding down Y. So when you pick up armor, you gotta hold down Y to put the armor in. And you can ping stuff. 
that's really all you need to know. And the time to kill is really high. If you have like a dragon off sniper off, you got to shoot somebody in the head like four times. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one R with $5 says, keep up the good work, Wolf Bros. Thanks, man. We will. Thank you. Guy with the hair with $5. Here's some news for you both. Nintendo New York City is ha- not having a midnight launch for Animal Crossing next week. Thoughts? I have this confirmed. Breaking news. All right, I'll still go to bed like I usually do. All right, so I don't really care because I'm going to get it digitally. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he cares because he wanted to cover it. Right. And I want to be able to stream at midnight, you know? Yeah. So that's why I don't want to go to like a midnight launch. Um, what I care about is getting the Animal Crossing Switch this Friday because right. I need I want to get it early in the morning and then film and have a video out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be a pain in the ass. I don't even know if I'm going to get one. Right. So. Oh, AJ says, play it with the wizard. I got to play Call of Duty with the wizard. Do you know who the wizard is? What's the wizard? Greg. Uh, Greg's the wizard. Well, I hear your baby crying. You should get a water bottle and spray it in the face. <laughs> Not how that works, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We got more stuff. Uh, these are quick, though. We can plow through these, I think. Okay. Nintendo PlayStation sells at auction, Will. Did we talk about this? Uh, we talked about it when the auction started, not after it finished. Uh, wait. Oh, okay. So we talked about it when it started. Then we talked about it because it got up to 300000 Right. And uh, the guy from Oculus was talking about how he was the highest bidder. Yeah. Now it's done. It's over. Yes. $360,000, which... Is interesting for two reasons. One, I said three hundred thousand, so you know, pounded, dude. Fucking yeah, nailed it. Freaking industry analyst Bob Wolf over here. Uh, anyway, oh, the other reason is that we know who got it. Yes. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Wait, the other reason is that the they got an offer for a million dollars and turned it down because they thought they could get more at auction. <laughs> <laughs> so they got a little screwed there. Yeah. Um, and the third reason is we know who bought it. And I don't yeah. think this article says who bought it, but it's the guy who sold pets.com to Amazon. Yes. Can you figure out his name? Uh, hold on. Uh, he, he made a lot of money from that and he claims to be starting a retro game museum. But, I mean, everybody wants to start a freaking retro game museum. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Kotaku says, A prototype of the never-produced video game machine colloquially... Why? I know this word. Colloquially known as the Nintendo PlayStation has sold at auction for $360,000, setting a new record for the most expensive item of video game memorabilia ever sold, ever publicly sold. Uh, the buyer of the Nintendo PlayStation prototype is Greg McLemore, an entrepreneur best known for starting the turn of the century tech bubble bust, uh, pets.com. It's not Macklemore. It's, uh, M-C-L-E-M-O-R-E. McLemore. McLemore. 
Uh, 51 has spent 20 years assembling a collection of rare and vintage video games and arcade amusement machines. Uh, 2015 profile in the Rob Report noted that he made his first purchase shortly after selling 50% of Pets.com to Amazon and turning the company over uh, to a new CEO. Now, if you go to Pets.com, it goes to PetSmart. Yes. Wait, he sold to Amazon, right? Yes, but I PetSmart probably bought the domain name. Oh, okay. Yeah, Amazon doesn't need that. Yeah. That'd be weird if you went to pets.com and it took you to amazon.com. Yeah. Uh, Mick Lamore said that the uh, purchase was inexpensive when compared to recent auctions, like a mint condition copy of Super Mario Brothers, which sold for $100,000. Uh, I mean, technically, yeah, you're getting a system for a lot for around the same price of a video game. I think game collecting is in a weird spot. Like, like, I mean, yeah, there's, like, things that sell for a lot of money. Yeah. But this is the holy grail, man. This is there's a much one bigger of deal. These. This should this is, be a cool yeah. million. Yeah. This, this is... Because this is not a mass-produced thing. This is there the is relic, a one. This is a relic of a partnership between the two biggest video game publish, uh, publishers that did not happen. and And this started... The PlayStation launch started the PlayStation, and it also started the potential downfall of Nintendo from you know the dominating force of '80s video games to basically where they are today. This is like one of the most important physical pieces of gaming history. Yeah, and it only sold for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's insane. Remember yeah. when it was fifteen thousand, and I was like, "How do I pull some money together?" Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's. It's like a little sad, but I mean, I'm sure com- like comic book collecting must have been a- there at one point. Like, uh, how much did the first appearance of Superman go for like 30 years ago? How much did that cost? 30 years ago? Uh, it was probably like several thousand, like tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a million. Yeah, that's what I'm More. saying. Like, yeah. this is the holy grail. So like 10 yeah. years from now, 20 years from now, this might go for over a million mm-hmm. um but yeah video game collecting is in a very weird spot yeah uh i don't think we need to read much more of this article there's really no. nothing else to say uh but if you don't know the system has a cd-rom drive it could also i don't know anything that actually works in that cd-rom drive uh there was uh there was like a demo disc or something like a I'm, dev di- disc that i thought it was game a game that does work i thought i thought it was a cartridge well, the car- there is a cartridge, and right. the cartridge slot does work. It does play um, Super Famicom games. But yeah, the- but the dev cart—I thought it was a dev cartridge. I didn't well, know that there was a dev disc. Yeah, there is a dev disc. Okay. Yeah, but do we know what game is on there? It's some unreleased game. Then how come there's like no footage of that? That's like such an important thing. Hang on. That's that's like they're like why we need and so the people who previously owned this took it around to like conventions and stuff and just let people play with it yeah so uh there should be some footage of that and let me come over there wherever you are i'll fly wherever you are yeah and let me get some freaking screen capture of it at the highest resolution possible please for the love of god the 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 world needs to see it 
Also, I was watching Guy with the Hair's video on uh, on this. Let me keep plugging away his stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he brought up what the back of the console looks like. Yeah, it's like some weird mix between a Super Nintendo and a, a first-generation PlayStation 1. Guy with guy with the hair, you got to freaking change your name. <laughs> your SEO is very bad. Or we just upload more videos. Uh, so yeah, there's an interesting port in the back. So yeah, it's got the, it's got the same sort of uh, output, the multi out that the Super Nintendo has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the power cable's like. This is this is giving me dev unit vibes because it also has an S video out, yeah. and it has the RCA out. Well, that's what I mean because the very first. PlayStation, you know, the very first generation of PlayStation 1s had that. Mm-hmm. Oh. The you know, very first production run had that. Okay. Yeah. But then on the left side, there's this other port called Next. And it's weird looking. Yeah. Uh, this is... Everybody thinks this is a dev, some sort of dev tool. Yeah. I think... Here's my theory. Here's my theory, Crafting Will. Mm-hmm. It's called Next. I think that's for Next computers. Next computers were used to develop id software games. The Next computer is the Steve Jobs computer yes. company before you went back to Apple. Yes. At the same time that this was coming out, uh-huh. they were being used as dev computers for id software and some other game right. companies. I think it, Next computers were being marketed as like game development tools. So that's what I think that this port is something something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Also, I think next computers use Sony disk drives, but that's the only thing I could see that had a some sort of connection yeah. between Next and Sony. So, like maybe PlayStation or Sony thought, you know, these are going to be the next generation of development tools, so we should get something going with between. Uh, yeah. This, but that port looks so weird. I don't know what it could possibly be. All right. So there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Chances are looking a lot slimmer that we'll ever get uh, our hands on a a Nintendo PlayStation. Yeah. Unless they put it in a museum, and we can, you know, what they should do is put it in a museum. They should put it in a glass case. Mm-hmm. They should have a connector that goes from the console to the glass case and then have a regular Super Nintendo controller connect to that. Yes. You know, like a dongle. Yeah. So that you can't, like, mess it up. Like a breakaway cable is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let people play it. Yeah. Worst comes worst, they break the the Super Nintendo controller and you just get a new one. Yeah. But did you see any footage of the of the unreleased game? Uh so it looks like it was a homebrew game. Oh, so like, like it was not... specifically, yeah, it was specifically designed for that. So like it's not an actual Sony. Not game. an actual, yeah. If somebody made it, yeah, after the fact. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh let's move on. All right. Uh Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have been tested positive for coronavirus. That's not true. That it is actually. Who? Tom Hanks and who? Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson. <laughs> what were they doing? They were filming a movie, um, and on the set 
of the movie um, in Australia, apparently they got infected. My God, man. Stay home. Yeah, I know. I've been pooping a lot. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got some super chats. We though. do have some super chats, yeah. Uh, Julian Trupe with $2 who says, y'all going to talk about Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11 or New Ori? I'm not going to talk about the new Ori. I haven't played it. And, uh, I, the first one was good, but I didn't like. I didn't get. I'm not like not on the hype train. Uh, Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11 looks cool. Looks like you know, if you like Spawn, definitely get him for that. He's voiced by Keith David, who did the voice in the animated series, and he's perfect. I've seen more about the McFarlane toy that they're making for Mortal Kombat 11 of spawn than i have about spawn being in the game proper i would play the video but i don't i feel like i'm gonna get yeah for that it is a damn nice toy i will say that i'm tempted to pick one up myself i'm actually waiting because at toy fair they showed off of a mcfarlane spawn that they're going to kickstart haven't said when the kickstart is going to happen that's true I, i saw that yeah um he looks way op and and but I guess yeah. every time they show like a fighting game character, they look. They show really all his special moves. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of like really ranged attacks and stuff, though. Yeah, you know you can like do a lot from the other side of the of the yeah. arena. Uh, Garcia four one one with three dollars. First time watching a stream. You guys actually bros. We're married. Yeah, we still live in separate houses. Yeah. Also, we're related by blood, so it makes things complicated. Yeah, it makes things really complicated. The, the society looks down on us. Yeah. <laughs> um, where am I at? Uh, judge rejects Nintendo's request to dismiss Joy-Con drift lawsuit. Sure. Uh, I put an IGN article in here. IGN UK for some reason. Mm-hmm. I should just put Nintendo Life. I hate every other website. Uh, A federal judge has denied Nintendo's request to dismiss the class action lawsuit over the drift problem found with the Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons. Top class actions reports that U.S. District Judge Thomas S. Zilley rejected Nintendo's dismissal request, but did agree to have the case handled in arbitration for now. That means the issue will be resolved outside of the courts by a neutral party known as an arbitrator. However, Judge Zilly has only put the case on hold until the arbitrator comes to a decision. Once a decision has been made, the case could still return to the courts. Nintendo and the uh, customers trying to sue the company have to report the outcome of the arbitration to the courts 14 days after a decision has been made or by December 31st, 2020, whichever comes first. So there is a class action lawsuit against Mm -hmm. Nintendo because of the Joy-Con drift problem. Because basically, I don't know what the percentage is, but basically it's inevitable that if you use your Joy-Con a lot, uh, the, it's going to start to experience drift. Yeah. I actually started to get a little drift <gasps> on my Xbox controller. Really? Yeah. So in Call of Duty, uh, th- like, like the right stick wasn't moving my character, but when yeah. I pull up the menu, it would move the little cursor. It was very weird. weird. It was very weird. Um, I've had problems with like my D-pad sometimes on Xbox. Yeah, but not the not the analog sticks. What's wrong with the D-pad? Sometimes, like I'll click it, 
and like it won't register immediately or sometimes like i'll click it and it'll register too much <laughs> oh okay yeah it's weird it doesn't happen all the time and i don't use the d-pad that often well, that's with my original controller i haven't tried it with my blue controller that i got it around christmas you um, you got drift on your switch yes and you sent it back yeah someone asked me about that i, I sent it back and they sent it back real quick it was within like a week right a week or two yeah so i have never experienced drift but i also almost never use joy con right so i can't relate i don't know what the percentage of failure is like xbox 360 almost 100 percent. you're going yeah. to get a red ring of death if you have the original xbox 360 mm -hmm. um and i don't think there was a class action lawsuit against them they they slid that under the rug pretty well. Yeah. It had a 50% failure rate for a lot of the Xbox lifespan and then after oh, as it gets they as they all started to get older it went up to like 90. But by yeah. then the Xbox 1 was already out and people stopped caring. Yeah. Uh but Nintendo everyone's like, "Hey, let's sue the pants off of them." Right. Uh you going to get in on that lawsuit, Will? Yeah, we'll see. I'll probably get like a dollar from it if anything. I don't know anything about how these class action lawsuits work. It, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if they're going to have to pay a lot of money. Really, all know. class action lawsuits do is they make the company realize they did something wrong and they have they have to fix it by law. Really? Like, you don't get a lot of money from it. You will get like a dollar at most. The money all goes to the lawyers who successfully, you know, fought in court to get you know the case heard right so yeah i don't know uh i mean maybe future units will be fixed but i don't yes that's the thing future units would have to be fixed or they would have to you know keep offering their free repair service yeah the repair service is free so mm -hmm. uh aj says i had drift on multiple sets of joy con this current set is fine I don't that's another thing like I don't when they fix it I don't know if they're fixing it with a better joystick I don't know I don't know when either. people do the teardowns it looks exactly yeah. the same uh, so I don't, I don't know what the outcome is going to be for that yeah. next we got uh, let's plow through these these are these are yeah easy Shigeru Miyamoto approves of people uploading gameplay videos so Nintendo Nintendo doesn't like it. Nintendo famously doesn't like when people upload gameplay videos. Mm -hmm. They've since... So they had a, a, a program where if you partner with them, you're allowed to, but they keep like 30% of your revenue or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, then they backed off on that plan. And now Miyamoto's saying something a little different in a Famitsu interview. He says, I think it's a good, I think it's good that there's a variety of ways to enjoy things. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> In the ROM era, we referred to, we preferred to have customers play for a long time with materials created with very minuscule memory without publicizing them. At that time, it would be problematic if the whole game content were to be revealed. But it is now an era where customers that bought the games publish videos broadly. And I think that many peak in I think that may peak interest about those games to other people who watch it. 
I think I would also watch walkthrough videos of games made by someone else. Honestly, I don't want to watch my own games, but if it's made by someone else, it should still be okay. So he's saying, feel free to take gameplay videos. He's saying that we're in a different time now. Absolutely. And it's, it's it's okay now and it wouldn't have been okay back then because and i get it like in the nes era you don't want to see the end of the game you want to be able to achieve that Mm -hmm. you know like seeing samus as a girl like you're like whoa man it's crazy i never knew that and then you tell the kids on the schoolyard did you know samus's girl you see it at the end they're like you never beat it you're just making stuff yeah um but these days that stuff gets ruined for you online. But, I mean, you want to see a walkthrough, too? Like, I look up walkthroughs yeah, on some I, games. that's my favorite. Like, I always look up walkthroughs on YouTube if I'm, like, stuck or something. Yeah. Like it's I often do. better than looking up, like, a, a wiki guide because you can actually see how to go through it. Yeah, like, uh, that's how I figured out some things in World of Light. That's how I figured out uh, how to get Captain Falcon immediately. Mm-hmm. That's how I figured out where some of the shrines were in Breath of the Wild or the Divine Beasts. Um... I think it's, I think it's an it was a necessary change, and yeah. and, and now with the multiplayer games, which is something that Nintendo isn't, that's like like not really a Nintendo thing. Um, you want to be able to watch people play it because it's fun to yeah. watch people play that stuff. Uh, I mean, the only thing that Nintendo has that's like a good stream game is Mario Maker, you know, and maybe Breath of the Wild, but more so yeah. Mario Maker because it's always different. There's always something going on. Mm. Um. So that's the era we're in now where we have games that are that make good content for streaming and for let's plays and stuff. Yeah. Uh and people are developing games specifically for that reason. Nintendo's yeah. still kind of just doing their own thing, but they got to change with the times, you know? Mhm. Uh Kevin McDermott in the chat says wrong. I don't know why. Uh well, this one's here for you. Uh what do I do? 2K Sports is making NFL games again, but there's a pretty big catch. Yeah. um, So if you're a fan of the NFL, then you're probably familiar with EA's stupid-ass Madden series, my (laughs) words, uh, which has been the only game in town for what feels like forever. Sadly, EA series has skipped the Switch entirely, which means unless you have a PS4 or Xbox One, you're missing out on that lovely gridiron action. Uh, It wasn't always this way, though. Back in the 90s and early 2000s, there were several challenges with which all benefited from the official NFL license, meaning a lot more variety across all hardware platforms. One of those franchises was the superb NFL 2K series, which began life on the Sega Dreamcast. It lasted up until ESPN NFL 2K5 in 2004, after which point EA locked down the NFL license deal and prevented any other company from using it, uh, which is where we are today. Uh, things are about to change, however. 2K Sports has announced that it has inked a new deal, a multi-year deal with the NFL that will allow it to produce multiple future video games based on the sport, all backed by the official NFL license. Before you get too excited, for, however, it's worth noting that the deal only covers non-simulation football game experiences, which means that NFL 2K revival isn't on the cards. Instead, multiple video games cent- centered on fun, approachable and social experiences are the order of the day, hinting that we could see arcade-style titles like NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 or NFL Blitz. Uh, given the casual, lighthearted nature of these games and 2K's historic support of the console, 
you'd have you'd have to imagine that they come to the switch so it is a very big deal that the nfl is letting another developer have its license because since 2005 ea has been the only game in town i wonder if madden hasn't been doing good I don't know, because like because it's the only game in town, it's been fairly consistent in terms of like sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's nowhere else to turn. Uh, 2K tried once to put out a football game without the uh, NFL license. It was called All Pro Football 2K8. It didn't sell very well, but it, it got some uh, good reviews because it had a lot of unique things in it that Madden wouldn't put in for a couple of years. Um, but now that, you know, somebody else has their hand like on the NFL license, that's good. Cause we'll have different types of games. We'll have different variety out there. Cause I don't, I don't know about you. I don't personally like simulation style sports games. Mm. I much more prefer NFL blitz. Well, or, we don't uh, care about like the roster, you know? Yeah. And, but yeah. there's a lot of people who do. Yeah. And that's which, why they buy fine, Madden every But year. like. You know, if that's the only thing you're allowed to play, yeah, like that's that's boring as hell. It doesn't help that like the NFL, like when EA tried to bring NFL Blitz back, the NFL put like all these rules in place. Like you can't be, you you can't like pile drive the guy. You can't <laughs> do like end zone dances and stuff. Like they neutered it basically. So I, the NFL had to do that because it's already it already gets a lot of crap for being too violent. Yeah. So they're like, listen, if you're gonna, uh, we already got, we're already giving people major brain injuries. We can't have you pile drive uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the 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 other team. Um, also, they have their own rules about celebrations in the end zone. Yeah. How do you know so much about uh, NFL games? You don't play them. I I, I know so much about this era. <laughs> okay. Because it was very fascinating. So the because there's a whole story behind it. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is like because you had NFL 2K and Madden during um, that generation of console, PS2, original Xbox, and GameCube. And they were like sort of ping pong back and forth. Like Madden was always like up top and 2K was like always like right below them. And then, but like 2K was always like the better reviewed game, but Madden was the better seller. And then in 2004, you know, they put out Madden 05, same ass Madden game as every year. And then uh, NFL ESPN 2K5 came out for $20 <laughs> and was, you know, reviewed just as well, if not better, than all the previous 2K games. Many people to this day consider it the best football game ever made. And because it was only $20. It outsold Madden by leaps and bounds. Everybody was buying that game. So to compete, EA went to the NFL, threw all the money at them, and bought the rights to the the exclusive rights to the NFL contract. Somebody needs to stop E3, uh, EA. Yeah. E3 and EA. Yeah. So it's just it's fascinating to me. You know, that story has always been fascinating to me. Really, 2K, oh. 2K was the only competition for EA. At the time, yeah. Well, it was the only, like, one that could actually compete. Yeah. If you want to get technical, Midway was still around at the time, so they were mm-hmm. making NFL Blitz, but it wasn't the same thing as, like, 
uh, ESPN and uh, sorry, 2K and Madden. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got two dollars from Dante Mirrors. Says hello, Bob. Here's my late fee. Thank you very much. Thank I you. appreciate it. Uh, everybody else pay up. Yeah. Uh, we got last thing here is All Rise right. of Zero Dawn is coming to PC, and people are mad about it. Yeah. So real quick, I don't. I won't even click on the articles. Just pop through it. Uh, so Sony announced that. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, one of their PlayStation exclusives from three years ago, uh, is coming to PC. You'll be able to play it on your PC. Um, I think you can get it through Steam. Um, that's cool. If you don't I, I own a... I we already knew this was happening. I, it was rumored. We knew Death Stranding was coming. Okay. We knew Death Stranding was coming, and we knew that, uh, I think, Detroit Become Human was coming. Mm-hmm. But not Horizon. Horizon's, like, became one of their, like, top-tier uh, exclusives. Uh, so this coming to the PC is a big deal. However, if these ads would disappear, I can read the article. Uh, f- people are not happy about this. This like, is so- the, the the tweet that they have is awesome. So Go- yeah. Gorilla says it's confirmed. Horizon Zero Dawn com- complete edition is coming to PC. We're excited for more players. We'll be able to meet Alloy and explore the world. Blah blah blah. And then yes. somebody tweeted uh, AP the. AP99 tweeted, great way to spend my birthday. Thanks for effing nothing, PlayStation and Gorilla and, and uh, uh, whatever. De- yeah. Decades thrown away, and now it was all for nothing. And it's it's like a wrecked roof. Like he yeah. threw his freaking desk over. I mean, th- that's not the only one. There are other people who tweet, they're like, this is BS. How the hell can they do this? Well, this well, is ins- that's clearly a joke. I don't think it is. I think it is. He, I, there's no way he did that to his room like that. There's no did, way he that that he did that. I would not be surprised if he did. Well, all right, this might not be a good example, but if you go on Twitter right now, you will see a lot of people complaining that they're bringing Horizon Zero Dawn to the P, to PC. Yeah, no, no. I, I I know that people are genuinely mad. Yeah, because I did see some of that. It, it's um, just it's it's fascinating to me because when Cuphead came to the Switch. Nobody cared. You know, when Microsoft yeah, started putting all their people games... People were excited. Like, yeah. When Microsoft started putting all their games on PC, nobody cared. You know, now you have, you know, the possibility of, like, The Last of Us coming to PC and Spider-Man coming to PC, and everybody's pissed off. Actually, this... Wait, hold on. This guy, before he tweeted that desk flip video, mm-hmm. he uh, MLB The Show announced uh-huh. uh, something. Oh, that's going to be multi-platform. Uh, yeah, but they announced something else. Yeah. Play M will be the show four days earlier than everybody else. Oh, with the pre-order. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Well, he tweeted, wow, what an what an crappy practice. With MLB The Show going multi-plat next year, we can expect more pathetic, greedy practices like this to infest the franchise. I'm sorry for for all the longtime MLB The Show supporters on PlayStation that the game will be ruined and end up like 2K or FIFA. So (laughs) maybe this guy is serious, but I mean, I can't imagine him actually doing this to his room. Uh, Like seeing Gorilla make that announcement and then just flipping your whole desk. Yeah. How could one seriously have that reaction? Here's another one. He said, uh, when somebody said, somebody says, um, the PS five will have exclusives. They're not going to do like a Microsoft style approach. 
This is BSPR Phil Spencer-like talk. I'm not falling for it. Nobody should. Once Horizon sells like hotcakes on PC, if PC gamers don't pirate it, that's it. The future of PlayStation, all consoles, is a lack of identity and games everywhere. I, I don't know if this is a satire account. <laughs> I can't tell. It's... Oh, it's this parody account right in the title. All right, oh. never, all right, we're good. Never we're mind. Good. We figured it out. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we really got to the bottom of that one. Yeah, hard-hitting journalism right here at Wolf Den Live. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just because one cons... Is there anybody in the chat that's genuinely upset when another... When an exclusive game goes multi-platform? I don't think so, because we mostly have normal, well-adjusted people watching the show. <laughs> Like, oh, I, have, like uh, I bought an Xbox partially to play, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Cuphead. Yeah. And then that went multi-platform and I wasn't upset. Uh, PNs. Interesting type name. Spider-Man for PC. I would do unspeakable things. So there you go. <laughs> I would do unspeakable things. What if it, oh, to get it or if yeah. it went there? To get it, I guess. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. People are very weird. Uh, anyway, that's it. We're done. That's here. it. Yeah. Uh, we can now do the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. And it is J Fresh Splat who says, "Ah, yes, Saturdays are made for dads." <laughs> and it's the it's the Smash Brothers stage yeah. and Dad's car. <laughs> if you don't get the reference, I get the reference. I know you do. I can't play the video. Here it is. There's there's a Twitter account called Ah Yes Saturdays <laughs> Are Made for Dads, and it's the freaking every Saturday it just plays this video from Dexter's Lab, and I don't want to play the video because we'll get dinged. But it just <laughs> yeah. just look it up on Twitter. Ah Yes Saturdays uh, Are Made for Dads. Good stuff. I also so I tweeted. I made it did a quote tweet because the car show got canceled. Will are you? Okay? Yeah. Are you okay? You're gonna be all right. I'll be fine. I, I didn't go last year, and I'm a little upset about that. But I so I quote tweeted and said, "Oh no, what are all of our dads gonna do now?" <laughs> and somebody commented, "Do you know that only that? Are you saying the cars are only for dads?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, only dads can drive." I should have linked that video. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. Now is when we talk to you people. Yes. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag Wolfden Live. If you love to comment on last week, last week's Wolfden Live this is the part of the show where we will <laughs> finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. We are running late, so that's why my brain is fried. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't open Discord. Everything's oh great. Okay. Uh, Carl in chat says, I don't know. I'm not like crying, but if PlayStation exclusives all start coming to PC, then I'm over here thinking, why did I even buy a PlayStation 4 when I could have just sunk money into souping up my PC? Well, here's the thing, my guy. The that PS requires a lot of time and money, and you don't yes. have time for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's also more expensive to get a game in PC, but yeah. uh, the PS5 is almost out. The PlayStation yeah. 4's generation is almost over. So you didn't spend your money on a PS4 for no reason. 
Now, knowing that these games might eventually come to PC, you can use that in your decision to buy a PS5. Maybe yeah. you won't buy a PS5. Maybe you'll just soup up your computer. But also, too, just because a couple of games are going doesn't mean, necessarily mean every game is going. They haven't Correct. said every game is going. And it doesn't mean it's going to do it at launch, mm -hmm. which I don't think... I think there's still going to be launch exclusives on PlayStation. But you can kind of assume, like, especially because Death Stranding went mm -hmm. to PC, you can assume that after a year, it might end up on a PC. So use that in your decision whether or not to buy a PS5. I think you should just still buy a PS5. Uh, on Twitter, we got Coco who says after using the hashtag Wolfden Live, we got Coco who says after so many great videos on your channel, I grabbed an SM30. The D-pad on this registers like a stick, so it does everything in Link's Awakening except map zoom. What? <laughs> Mine does not do that. That's interesting. Unless I need to do some testing. Wait, the S isn't the SM30 just the regular one without an analog stick? Correct. That might be why. Yeah, I need to test that. I need to... Do I have one here? Well, yeah. I could get one. Uh, yeah, I need to test that. I, I did not know that that's a thing. I only th I thought the 8-bit do light was the only one that did that. Uh, Brian Hamilton says, if you could have one console exclusive for the PS4 or Xbox One magically ported to the Switch, which game would you choose? <sighs> See, the Xbox don't have too many. Right. Oh, Death Stranding. Because I want to play that Yeah. now. I want. I would play that a lot more if it was for the Switch. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Horizon would be a good Switch game. Horizon would, yeah. Yeah, it definitely would. I bought Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't touched it yet. I feel like if it was on the Switch, I'd at least play a little bit of it. Why is Call of Duty Warzone not on the Switch? Why is no Call of Duty on the Switch? Yeah, that's a big problem. That does not make sense to me. Uh, Jordan Rand. Hey, Wolf Bros. Is Mario Odyssey a game that can be picked up for an hour or so and still feel like you accomplished something? Some open world games can feel like you get nothing done. Also, Will, love your dad's tweet about you being the wolf man. Love you guys. What's that about? I have no idea. I don't even, my da dad tweets so much at us. You, you muted him. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't know that tweet. Uh, I'll, I'll find it. Um, I would say Mario Odyssey absolutely is because even yeah. though it's open world, there's always a sense that you're because there are moons everywhere. There's 999 moons, technically yeah. like 700 and something, but still. Yeah. Um, and so you could always get a moon if you pick up the game for an hour. You could probably get a few moons in that yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's definitely worth it. It's definitely a game you could pick up for a little bit and put down immediately whenever you need to. It saves very, it saves progress all the time. Yeah. Um, and then Fred linked a tweet. Uh, he says, Hey, Will, th thank you for linking a tweet with a picture because yeah. I can pull it up easy. Uh, Hey, Will, my father is looking into selling a bunch of his old comics from the 80s like this. He thinks he going to make a lot of money. I'm a little less optimistic than him. Uh, where or how should he go about doing that? I see that Wolverine. Yeah, that Frank Miller's Wolver Frank Miller and Chris Claremont Wolverine, um, the black suit Spider-Man. Um, that, that can get a decent chunk of change. Uh, if that's a decent condition... Uh, Walt Simonson Thor 
you might be able to get some money for that because that looks like an early better rate bill appearance. It's signed. Oh, that's even better. Um, what I would suggest is you go to this website, mycomicshop.com, search for these comics and see what they're generally fetching for. Not graded and not uh, mint. Yeah, you like very fine. You do not have tens. Yeah, and absolutely yeah, not. It's it's impossible to get a ten, basically. But these do look like they're in pretty good condition. Yeah, they look like they're in good condition. So you could probably get um, a good amount of money for it if they're uh, in good condition. Assume that they're like a seven, which would be like very good condition, even six. I would say. Yeah. Um. Definitely go to mycomicshop.com and compare what they have to what you have. Um. Use that as your base. And then I would say maybe eBay or like Facebook Marketplace might be your best bet. Um, depending on, you know, whether you want to keep local or whether you're willing to ship them out to people. Um, you can go to comic book stores and like offer to sell them to them. But you're you're running the risk of not making as much money as you would trying to sell it on your own. Also, I highly recommend selling them in lots. Like, don't don't just sell the individual comics. Try to sell them in groups. If you have a lot of stuff that's not worth a lot of money. Especially that, yeah. Yeah, and you want to just get rid of all of it. Yeah, because that Amazing Spider-Man, you could probably sell on its own, but the Thor stuff, you probably have to sell together. Yeah, if if, if, if one thing's going to sell, going to catch you a pretty penny, sell that on its own. Yeah. Also, make sure they're not reprints. Yeah, because <laughs> you you might think you have something good, and then you find out it's a reprint. Mm-hmm. Last week's Wolf Den Live, we got seven. Who says best thing about having a job again is the Thursday morning commute with you guys. Stay beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening on your Thursday morning. Seven. <laughs> Hope you're having a good commute. Ken Thomas says, Bob, you basically just came back from a hotbed for coronavirus transmission, and not a good idea. What do you want me to do, man? Just. I mean, I don't leave the house anyway. So yeah. I'm basically quarantined. Uh, Scott Slater says some bad takes here. Well, I wonder what we talked about. M plus R, I guess this is Marion Rabbit, is a top selling game and many love it. Ring Fit Adventure is almost always sold out and another top selling game. What do we what did we say about those games? Uh we were talking about um We were talking about the three year anniversary of the Switch, right? Yeah. I think oh, we're talking I, about like milestone I think I just games. didn't say that they were milestones. Yeah. And I still don't think they're milestones. Just because they're good and a lot of people bought them doesn't mean it's like a right. groundbreaking thing for the Switch, you know? Um, but I, I didn't like Mario Plus Rabbids. But Ring Fit Adventure was great. And a lot of people liked Mario Plus Rabbids. I'm just saying it wasn't like the system seller, you know? Right. Um, Trevor Grover... Will, Sonic Forces was total trash. Don't defend it. I don't think you were defending it. I, I was trying to just make the case that it's not as bad as Bob says it is. No, you're trying not, to say it's not as bad as so- Sonic 06. Correct. It's, it's still... Well, well, I had to pull it out of you that to say that it was bad. It's not trash. It's just poorly recycled. <laughs> it's bad. You won't say that it's bad? I will say it's disappointing. Oh my god, it's bad. You gotta what, play it. You have to play I, it. I know. I down I did download it. All right. So you gotta, if yeah, I have, you gotta if I have a free moment, I'll give it a shot. You gotta but. get like an hour into it because it's yeah. it is bad. Um Power Man. Bob, 
Quote, the only reason people were excited for Mario Plus Rivals was because we didn't have a Mario game on the Switch yet. Now I'm going to get some crap. I said go. this in my video too, so. Oh no, not even remotely true. Mario Odyssey came out a month or two later. Is that true? Might be. Regardless, what does that have to do with anything? It was nothing like people wanting Luigi's Mansion while waiting for Mario Sunshine for almost a year. People were excited because the director poured his heart and soul into the game, and it was shaping up to be a decent at the very least. Just because somebody pours their heart and soul into something doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> okay? It's true. Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle was August 29th. And Odyssey was October 27th. So two months. So he's right. Yeah. But that doesn't right. mean anything. There's well, still no, no Mario that, game like, on the Switch. He's saying that a two-month gap is nothing compared to a year gap that was between Luigi's True. Mansion and Sunshine. True. But people don't know that. People don't remember that. <laughs> well, I mean, people don't know like, oh, just two months until Mario Odyssey. I guess I'll wait. No. It, it, people want the Mario game. They're going to get people, the Mario game. People want the Mario game, but I feel I feel like you might be underestimating how many people actually cared about, like legitimately cared about this game. No, I know a lot of people loved Mario Plus Rabbids. Yeah. I know that. I was just not one of them. <laughs> um, now we're in the chat. Okay. For a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, Gadget Mike 21, Rabbids is a great game, you uncultured sonic <laughs> swine. Listen, it was like the gameplay was fun, but it's not my, I don't like those types of games. Uh -huh. So it wasn't my thing, you know? But it wasn't funny. Right. I don't like that Mario had an arm cannon. I don't like Luigi dabbing. I don't like the stupid selfie humor. Uh, so I don't think the game should have existed at all. <laughs> but as a, you know, like a, like a tactical, you know, XCOM style game, I thought it was all right. Mm -hmm. Donneru says, uh, Luigi games are always better than Mario games. Damn. What Luigi games That's hot are take. There? <laughs> There's, you got Mario is missing. So already no. Yeah. <laughs> Then the um, Luigi Lu Mansion games. Luigi's Mansion and Super Luigi U, and that's it. Super Luigi U doesn't technically count, because that's just Mario Brothers U with the different Mario. Right. Uh, Jay Bryce says, So, Bob, the South by Southwest is now canceled due to coronavirus, so do you think we might get a Sega Direct or a Sega event? They actually said they're going to do a yeah. digital event. Uh, and I'm excited for it, because... We need a new Sonic game announcement. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't do one earlier, like around when the movie came out. Super I Like Potato says, dang, I didn't make it in this week. Dang, dude. Better luck next time. Better luck next time, man. You uh, win some, you lose some. All right. Uh, Frederico, do you think it's possible to see Halo 3 or some old Halo games on Switch now that Microsoft has been working alongside Nintendo? They, they are starting to put the Master Chief Collection on Steam. So I feel like it's possible that Halo could eventually come to Switch. But that's weird. That's a weird situation because Halo is the golden child of the Microsoft family. Like It has to do exceptionally well on PC before they can start putting it on Switch, I think. So I think 
Microsoft games will come to Switch in some form. I don't know if you're going to be able to just buy a physical copy of Halo. Yeah. I think that there will be some weird sort of streaming situation. That's sort of, that's how I think Microsoft is going to live on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, so get ready for that. Yeah. Get ready for something weird. Don't get don't expect to go into the store and say I'll have one Halo for Switch, please. Yeah. But expect some weird thing to happen. Um All right, I'm reading one more. All right, I got one more. Super Saiyan says, "Will, that was what? the one more." <laughs> All right, well, I'll pick another one there. You read that. Will, uh why does a signed comic uh raise the value and not lower it? A signed magic card automatically makes the card technically damage condition um two different markets because comics is something that uh can be collected and displayed and you know even like you know stored away whereas magic i guess is like you're supposed to play it and use it and if you write on it then that removes the uh playability factor whereas comics yes you're supposed to read it but nine times out of ten once you read it it just goes in the collection and a signed comic, a signed comic, much like a comic from the 40s, you're not necessarily going to pick up and read. You're going to have it to display and show off in your collection. So it doesn't necessarily change the value of it as much as, say, a signed magic card would. I would argue that um, it's because uh, there's like people in comics that are like big deals, like the yeah. artists are big deals, like the, mm-hmm. like the writers are big deals. And uh People don't think the same way about whoever's signing the magic cards. Right. Like the artists, there are some, um, uh, all the magic artists are amazing, but they're not as like legendary. Like if an anchor signs a comic book, I think it might get marked as damaged. (laughs) Like nobody cares that the anchor signed the card. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. I mean, a Scott Williams uh, autographed. Batman comic is not going to be anywhere near as expensive as the Jim Lee autographed one. Right. Scott Scott Williams is Jim Lee's anchor, in case anybody didn't know that. Uh, I'm going to read two more. Ishiken right. Ignis says, never played Animal Crossing before, and now I'm a little curious with New Horizons. Do you think is worth it to buy on day one? I'm going to say no, because you don't know if you're going to like it. Yeah. I would say stay tuned here and over on twitch.tv slash wolfden because I am also not sure if I'm going <laughs> to like it, but I'm going to buy it for the content. So I'll let you know. Yeah. In the future, uh, if you should buy it. Uh, and then we got JT Mitchell who says, What are the odds we'll get more 3DS ports on the Switch? I'm tempted to get the Zelda remasters and Detective Pikachu, but I'd rather play them on the Switch. Well, the next Detective Pikachu. Is it's a new game, Switch. isn't it? Yes. Uh, but you can just watch the movie and then play that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they should start putting 3DS stuff on Switch. I they like should. Yeah. I thought that they would, but it's a little complicated because it's hard for them to port it because you have two screens. You got to merge into one. I mean, a lot of games that bottom screen is just a map. It's kind of yeah. Because I was gonna say the um, the zero, the Mega Man Zero Collection. They have those two ds games on there and that that works fine yeah but they have to have a workaround a way to switch between the two screens or Mm -hmm. a way to just not have that screen at all um or a way to put both screens on the same screen yeah uh there's enough resolution for it but they'd probably be really tiny yeah uh so i think it's unlikely that a lot of 3ds games will get ported but it could still happen yeah because there's development work that has to be done Mm mm-hmm 
Okay. Thank you, people, for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of this week's episode of Wolf Den Live, or maybe you want to send a certain segment over to your buddies, then head on over to Wolf Den Clips, where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. Thanks, guys. Uh, go over to twitch.tv slash Wolf Den and click the notification bell, because who knows when I'll be live next. Uh, also, no more Sunday streams. Rip. Unless I feel like it. And they'll be over on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So either way, go over to Twitch. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for hanging out. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.